Welcome to the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast, a podcast about the big and little issues that come with living with cancer. I'm Catherine White, a stage four colon cancer thriver, passionate about supporting others who have faced a cancer diagnosis and are looking to feel empowered in taking back control of their health and happiness. My own health scare helped me to learn more about myself and how to live with cancer, and it led me to become a cancer support coach so I can help others through the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and all the crazy things that come with life with cancer. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today is episode 1.9 of the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast. Today, I'm sharing some thoughts on self-awareness. We're going to talk about what that means and why it is important when you have cancer. But first, I wanted to give you an update on my CT results, as I promised in the last episode. In the past two weeks, I have had three calls with doctors, my family doctor, my oncologist, and my surgeon. The great news is, is that they all agreed that the scan looked great. So I'm always happy to hear that there's no mets that have popped up in my organs. I'm heading into a few other tests just to check on some things that the CT didn't show, one of which is the always beloved colonoscopy. Now I'm fortunate to be on the three-year watch plan, so it's officially time for me to get that done. So later in July, I'll be doing that, but I feel really confident for now that all is good. What I can say is that I'm so grateful for my medical team. I feel so supported by my team. They keep such a close eye on me and they monitor my health regularly and they listen to me when I feel like I have a concern. So hooray for them and hooray for me and great results and I'm just going to keep moving onwards and upwards. So back to the episode. As I mentioned, today we're going to talk about how you see yourself, which is otherwise known as self-awareness. Now, self-awareness is the habit of paying attention to the way that you think, feel, and behave. And you may or may not even be aware of it, practice it, or think about it. Maybe it's not on your scope of self-care, or you just aren't really sure how to introduce it, but it's something actually that you can learn. In our busy lives, we tend to tune out the messages that we receive from our body and our mind. Um, It's human nature to put things off, to wait for another day, to procrastinate, and just sometimes to pretend like things aren't happening by burying our heads in the sand. But of course, when it comes to your health, this is not a great course of action. Self-awareness is not so much the physical as it is the emotional awareness of your thoughts. And although we often think of cancer as a physical experience, it's also a very mental and emotional experience. What we think and how we respond to our thoughts is actually a key part of navigating cancer. So improving your self-awareness might seem like a huge task and likely because it feels like such an abstract concept, like self-awareness, you want me to talk about my mind, I don't really understand. So it's all about your thinking about your thinking. What? That just sounds bizarre. You're thinking about your thinking. So self-awareness is a skill that anyone can improve with the right tools and a little practice. And that's what we're going to talk about. It's that habit of paying attention to the way that you think, feel, and behave. And this is really important for people who are living with cancer. 
There is a lot of mental gymnastics surrounding cancer. Our brain really wants to protect us, so it drags us into what we know and often unhealthy thought patterns, and it thinks that it's keeping us safe by doing this. If I just take you back to the places that I am aware of, says our reptilian brain, then you're going to be safe and we're not going to have to deal with this new stuff and we can just pretend like nothing is happening. It's like blocking your ears and singing la la la, I can't hear you. But we have to. We have to think about what is going on in our minds when we have cancer so that we can actually keep moving forward. So let's start by talking about the last episode, 1.8, where I talked about fear, about false evidence appearing real. So this false evidence appearing real are the stories that we create around situations. We tell ourselves a narrative until it gets to the point where we actually believe that it is our reality. And so the thoughts that we plant in our mind create a scenario that may not even exist. Maybe this sounds familiar to you, that you get yourself into such a state believing that something is when actually you don't even know if it is or not. And what this does is it brings on heightened emotions that can actually stop you from moving forward. And when you're living with cancer, getting up every day and moving forward is so important. So when we let our brain drag us backwards and we allow these stories to stop us in our tracks, it really prevents us from being present in the moment and moving forward. Becoming aware of your thoughts can help you to see where the thought is coming from, why you're feeling the way you're feeling, and what action you can take to get yourself out of that thought pattern in the moment and hopefully out of that thought pattern in the future. Then there are the emotional responses to events, news, people. When you can see how you're feeling, that self-awareness, you can then start to understand why you're feeling the way you are and why you're responding the way you are. We respond to events when they happen. We respond to news that we hear and we respond to people and the way that we interact with them. When you understand why you're feeling the way you are and why you're responding, you can start to make some changes in your own thought patterns to set yourself up for success. So let's talk about some real examples here. A lot of my clients talk about the things people say to them when they tell them they have cancer. As the person living with cancer, some stuff people say can seem pretty thoughtless or even hurtful. But here's what I want to offer about that. Dropping that you have cancer in someone's lap is like a nuclear bomb for some people. Shock, disbelief, and a whole lot of chaos, at least in their minds. And one of the thoughts that I was um, made aware of is this whole notion that if you can get cancer, then they can also get cancer. And that might be a thought that they're having. Now, you don't get to or have to control their thoughts, but it's where their thoughts go that lead them to the next step, which is how they respond to you. Their brains are trying to process what you've just said and think of some sort of response that doesn't sound all grunty and caveman-like. And a lot of times, it comes out all wrong. They trip over their words They don't know what to say. It gets all awkward and uncomfortable. There's weird silences. There's the look, the look on the face of pity or disbelief. 
And for you, you just can't even begin to imagine that they can't say what you need them to say. Maybe, maybe that's your reality and and maybe it's not. But maybe we have this belief that they're going to say all of the right things when really they don't have any idea of what they're going to say. And so we get angry or upset or pissed off and we sit in this disbelief that they would say something that crazy or that out there. Another example might be when you find out that you have to do another test or to do some investigation into something that maybe is going on. Now there is, as you know, a lot of emotion wrapped up in the whole test process. Getting the date, the days leading up to the date, getting to the test, going into the office or hospital, navigating the administrivia of paperwork, prep for the test, the six million questions that are the same ones you answered the last time, the anxiety or stress you can feel coming off of your partner or caregiver, and so much more. There is so much around this. So self-awareness allows us to acknowledge what is happening emotionally in our mind and body. We can sort of step outside of ourselves and say, oh, that's why you're behaving that way or that's where that emotion or thought is coming from and when we can see it for what it really is like really be aware of it we can then develop tools to help us navigate those emotions mindset around emotions sets you up for success it creates thoughts that help you understand a situation and to navigate the situation emotions can easily take over And knowing how to manage them can bring peace of mind and calm to the body. Calm equals reduced stress because our cortisol comes down. Reduced stress equals reduced inflammation because our cortisol comes down. And reduced inflammation and reduced stress and calm equals a healthier body and mind. And that's where we want to be, creating this healthy body and mind as best as we can right now. So... This is where the self-awareness can really help you to notice your behaviors and start to allow you to get to that place of calm and reduce stress. The self-awareness, these behaviors, is relevant to things like triggers. What sets you off? Why does it set you off? What's happening to you in that moment? How can you create a mindset that allows you to manage your triggers? So for example, for me, there's certain songs that were popular when I was going through chemo. People sent them to me. I had them on my playlist that I listened to during chemo. They were songs that my sons listened to. And they're songs that are still on the radio or on Spotify, whatever you listen to today. Whatever these are, some of them are real triggers for me. Whatever the song is, there can be a real trigger. And I'm aware now of the physical response in my body when I hear that song. I tense up, I tear up, and sometimes I just have to stop what I'm doing and actually cry so that I can have that emotional release. I am so self-aware of what's happening in my body that I know that there is going to be a physical response to that song. Maybe that sounds a little bit crazy, but it's about where your mind was and how it's bringing you to where you are right now, and then dragging you back to where you were. And that is a whole other podcast in itself. So I'm okay 
now with this whole idea of the trigger and how I respond to it because I'm now aware of it and I know what it means, I know why it's happening and I know what I can do about it. Another example is going for scans. Up until this year, as I've shared in previous episodes, I had a very strong emotional lead up to scan day. My mood shifted to the point of others being aware that something was wrong. I withdrew from friends and family, and I know that I got quiet, maybe even a little bit surly. I had no idea that this was happening in my body. I I didn't even understand what was going on, let alone actually be aware of what was going on, until I started to work on my brain and my self-awareness. And once I realized what was happening, I became able to work through my thoughts and my feelings. Now, this is work friends. This is not an overnight experience. This is a couple of years of work that I have done by myself and that I'm now doing with my own coach to help me understand my thoughts and my feelings. So I could navigate the fear by using the tools that I've brought into my toolbox, things like breath work, meditation, talking about it, even taking responsibility for my mood, which I think is huge because I couldn't blame it on other people or other things. I needed to be responsible for it because owning it allowed me to manage it. And we are still accountable for our words and actions. As much as I would like to say it is, Cancer is not a free pass to be and do whatever when something is triggering you. Instead, it's an opportunity to learn more about yourself and to grow as a person. Now, that might sound crazy, but just think about how much you have already learned in the cancer process. And what if you could learn more about yourself and really dive into who you are, your thoughts, and who you could be if you came to understand what was happening? Because nobody else can really explain this to you. You have to figure it out on your own with support, with guidance, but you have to really be aware of what is happening so that you can explain them to someone so that they can help guide you to finding the tools so that you can manage it. Best case scenario, you learn how to recognize when things are uncomfortable or overwhelming, you acknowledge them, and then you love yourself so much that you manage them. You manage the situation out of love for yourself and compassion for yourself. Managing only makes it easier. Trust me, it is easier when you can understand what is happening and why it is happening. When you get curious about your mind, you can start to create a toolbox of coping mechanisms and tools that will support you when things get confusing, difficult, when you have a trigger, when you're afraid. Self-awareness helps you to navigate a bunch of things. It helps you to navigate your emotional response, your physical response, the impact on your life, the impact on your body and mind, the impact on the people around you, and one of the most important things, the impact on your joy. When we work on our self-awareness, It becomes about noticing patterns of thought, your patterns of thought. What does it look like for you to think about and explain what is happening to you? How do you talk to yourself when you have thoughts coming up? What expectations do you have with certain people or in certain situations? What are your core beliefs that are influencing your thinking? There are patterns in your thoughts that you can start to recognize and work with. And then there's patterns of emotions. 
How well do you understand your own moods and emotions? Do you observe and try to understand what you're feeling or do you react impulsively? This is interesting because when you don't know what is happening, your impulses can take over and you can behave and respond in a way that might be out of character for you. So when you try to understand, when you step back and you see what's going on, you can actually start to find patterns of emotion that you can start to manage. And do you view difficult emotions as problems that you want to avoid or get rid of? Or do you see them as messages that are trying to tell you something? There's also patterns in your behavior. Do you understand why you tend to act in the same way in certain situations, like with the scans? Do you have a sense for what types of events are triggering for you, like with the songs? Do you understand what motivates your behaviors or leads to self-sabotaging behaviors when you can't understand what is happening? Self-awareness means learning to be curious about your own mind and there's a lot of benefits to getting curious and just starting to think about your thinking is the first step. So in terms of benefits, you can develop better relationships with other people and also with yourself when you're aware of your thoughts. Now it's difficult to ask for what you want and need in a relationship or set healthy boundaries, which again is a whole other workshop or an, a whole other podcast. I'm thinking about workshops. It's a whole other podcast. When you're not clear about yourself, when you don't know what you want or need in a relationship, or when you don't have healthy boundaries, it's difficult for you to be very clear for yourself. So for example, how do you view the concept of asking for help? Often the best way to improve any relationship is by trying to become more self-aware. So if you become aware that asking for help is difficult for you, then that's something that you can start to work on. And then there's calmer moods. When you improve your self-awareness, you learn to understand the relationship between your thinking and your moods. It makes it much easier to regulate your emotions effectively and balance your moods, and it makes living with cancer a little bit more manageable. Calmer moods, calmer mind, calmer body, all help to support you. And clearer thinking and better decision-making is also a benefit. Poor decision-making often comes from overwhelm and unchecked emotional reactions. When you become more aware of your patterns of thoughts and your feelings, you can start to bring in new actions and reactions that will help you to have clarity. And when you have clarity, it is just that much easier. When you can see where you're headed, what's happening, what decisions you need to make, it is just a little bit easier. So how do you become more self-aware? Start by paying attention to what bothers you. Is there a pattern around this thing that's bothering you that seems to keep showing up in your life? Notice it. Is this a reaction to a situation that if you feel is beyond your control? Like we all know control is a big thing when you have cancer. So is this a situation that is out of your control? Just notice that. Is it the actions of someone else who doesn't understand what you're going through, but you think that they should? Just notice where thoughts come up and be aware of that thought for the future. 
When you pay attention to what bothers you, you're building self-awareness. It doesn't mean you have to fix everything right away. It's just being curious about the why. Why is that coming up? Why is that bothering you? Another way to become more self-aware is meditation. Now, you've probably heard of mindfulness meditation and that whole concept of coming to your breath and staying focused on your breath. And then if you notice your mind wandering to other thoughts as you're in a meditation or breath practice, you can just gently bring yourself back to your breath. Well, mindfulness can be a very powerful way to increase your self-awareness because you become aware truly of the breath coming in and out of your body. You become aware of thoughts that start to come up and then you bring your awareness back to your breath. That's a whole process in itself. Mindfulness meditation is one of the best ways to learn more about how your thoughts and emotions work. When you practice watching and observing your thoughts without attaching to them or thinking about them, you're not owning them in that moment, you're just seeing them, then you begin to internalize the idea that you are not your thoughts. Isn't that interesting? You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are stories that you create based on a circumstance and they create a feeling that you act on. But if you can become self-aware, then you can recognize that you are not your thoughts. And many of us have a tendency to overthink things. We easily become lost in our thoughts, assuming that they're true or they're worth engaging in simply because our minds decide to throw them at us. So remember those stories that we tell ourselves and convince ourselves are true. That's what I just talked about. We get all wrapped up in this idea that something has gone wrong. But a regular mindfulness practice will help bring your attention to what is really happening, will help you to see the stories are just stories. And then you can get to the real issue and learn how to manage it. And the last thing is recognizing your thoughts for what they are. This leads nicely to the idea of inaccurate thoughts and beliefs that kind of twist and warp how we see things, including ourselves, and usually lead to overly painful emotions and moods and can often even lead to problems. We all have certain mental habits that aren't doing us any favors, these stories, these thought patterns, these things that happened. So I've talked about scans and the very real part of cancer that creates so much stress and anxiety is scans. And this is a problem because we're afraid of what we can't see. We're afraid of the results being poor results that confirm our thoughts that something is wrong. That story we're telling ourselves, something is wrong. But here's the thing. When you sit in this thought pattern, that is not to say that your fears aren't legitimate, but when you sit in this thought pattern of fear, you miss the joy of your life right now. Getting your head into the future, into a possibility that may or may not even happen, robs you of your joy right now. And then you're missing out on what you have in the moment. And we all know that when you have cancer, every moment counts. So the point is, a major source of a lack of self-awareness is inaccurate mental habits and self-talk. If you can learn to identify these patterns of inaccurate thinking, you can become more self-aware and probably end up feeling better too. Nothing has gone wrong here. You need to believe this. It's just your brain loving you so much that it's trying to protect you. Become actively aware of your thoughts so that you can prepare yourself. So you can understand yourself. So you can take action ahead of time to support yourself. 
so you can make the choices that best serve you and that allow you to understand how to best serve yourself. So you can live your best life right now by being aware of your thoughts and using the tools you're gathering to manage them. How do you want to think and feel? You get to decide. Feeling understood and supported starts now. It starts with one call and an investment in yourself. The question is no longer, do you want support? The question is, have you decided to start feeling supported? And support is just one decision away. I'd like to invite you to schedule a call today and talk with me about how cancer support coaching will give you what you need outside of the medical system so that you can feel not just supported, but understood. And so that you can start to have conversations around self-awareness and how to bring this into your life. There's no specific book or guide tailored to your needs, and that's where coaching comes in. As a cancer support coach, I provide the space for you to talk through what you're going through. Although cancer is a personal experience, it doesn't have to be done alone. And what I know from my own experience is that sometimes you need a third party, a neutral person, and a voice of experience to help you sort through all the ins and outs. As a coach, I can be there for you, bridging the gap between the medical system and your everyday life. Together, we can explore your thoughts and feelings and help you discover how to create your own version of living to thrive with cancer. You can find me at katherinewhite.coach on Facebook and Instagram under at katherinewhitecancercoach. I'd be so happy to get on a call with you and talk to you and with you about cancer support coaching and how it can help you to navigate life with cancer. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and may you live your life to your fullest, follow your heart, and thrive in all you do.